Today's episode is brought to you by Mazars. Sound Cartel. The thing about social media is that you've got to be in it for the long game. But it doesn't need to take all of your focus or all of your time. You do need to understand your audience, exactly where you need to be, and work smart. From Sound Cartel, I'm Nicole Goodman, and this is Business Essentials Daily. Does your business have a Twitter account, a Facebook page, and a LinkedIn profile? What about Instagram, Pinterest, WhatsApp? How do you know what's effective, and how do you find the time to promote your business on all of those platforms? The good news is it doesn't have to be so complicated, says Nicola Morass, an expert in social media and digital marketing. Her latest book, Visible, is an easy and practical guide to leveraging the online world for your business. Nicola says some of the rubbish about social media is that you have to be everywhere 24-7. She tells Chris Ashmore, you don't at all. I don't think that anybody should have to spend time on social media unless they're going to get a return. There are a lot of things that a lot of people will tell you. So there's some of the industry leaders that will say, look, you've got to be on every single platform. You have to have a presence on every platform. You've got to be sending friend requests. You've got to be adding people. You've got to be looking for collaborations. You've got to be direct messaging. You've got to be doing this, that, and the other. And for me, I mean, I've been doing this for more than 10 years now. And one of the things that I think is not right in my opinion, about that piece of advice particularly, is when are you supposed to be doing the work that you're doing? When are you supposed to be doing your consulting? When are you supposed to be coaching? When are you supposed to be serving your clients and your customers if all you're doing all day every day is spending 25 hours a day, eight days a week on social media trying to build up this profile and this presence? The other thing that gets really pushed and rammed down business owners' throats these days as well is that you've really got to be not only on there all the time, but you've got to be on every platform. And the thing to me is that if you can think of two platforms that you can really work that your audience is on, how can you be on those for the least amount of time humanly possible whilst getting a return? Engagement is pushed down our throats, likes, comments, shares. When I know people that have got 100,000 followers and are making no money as a direct result from their social media campaigns and their media presence. So we want to look at it less about buying into the vanity metrics, less about buying into this whole thing where you've got to be on there all the time and going, okay, well, what's the least amount of time I can invest in this from a marketing perspective in order for me to get a result? For those who probably are a bit digitally naive, what platforms are we looking at? The first one that you have to be on is Facebook. You've got to have a business profile on Facebook. There are 2.7 billion active users on Facebook each month and half of them are active on their daily, on their mobiles. From a an audience size perspective, it is a platform that you cannot ignore. It is constantly growing and there are new people coming on all the time. And we honestly, we don't even really need a huge chunk of those 2.7 billion people to add a whole lot of revenue and things like that into our businesses. So Facebook is not negotiable. 
The second one will be dependent on who your audience is and where they spend the most time. So we want to be smart about it. So I tend to suggest having a look between Instagram and LinkedIn. If you're a business-to-business business, business, (laughs) then you're probably going to look at at LinkedIn. You know, if it's a more professional kind of corporate sort of offering, then if you're an accountant marketing to business owners, then LinkedIn is going to be the obvious place that you would spend your time. Whereas if you're more of a product-based business or like a graphic designer and people who really rely on visual mediums to engage with people, then Instagram is going to be more of an obvious choice. So it's really dependent on who your niche is and where they spend their time. So they're the two main social media platforms. And then the other digital real estate that I want everybody to take on is you've got to have a website where you are blogging. So it gives you a three-pillar rule. You've got Facebook, the choice between Instagram and LinkedIn, and then your website. Well, when you say you have a presence on Facebook, for example, what does that mean exactly? Is that setting up a business page? And if that is the case, then what do you do? What do you post? What kind of engagement do you have? You've got to have a business page on Facebook. Now, number one, it's against Facebook's terms of service to use your personal profile for business. If you're going out there and maybe you're a small business owner and people know who you are and you've been building up your friends, that's great. But if you're using that profile to grow and build your business, you run the risk of Facebook shutting you down and then all of that work that you've been pouring into that is gone out of the window. Secondly to that, you're tapped out at 5,000 connections or 5,000 friends, if you like. So you're really limiting the growth of your visibility if you're building it on your personal profile. Bottom line, just don't do it. So you've got to have a business page. And what you're looking with that is you set it up as your business name or on your own name if you're a consultant or a mentor or something like that, and you want to be posting on there regularly. To answer the second part of your question, what you want to be thinking about, again, is who is your audience? Who are they? What are their problems? What are their stress points? What are their goals, their dreams, their desires? And You want to be putting up content that helps them in one way, shape or form or another. It could be about inspiring them, motivating them, letting them know that they're not alone, that if they're time poor, here's something that they can do, here's a time hack that they can use to become more productive and efficient, for instance. In terms of the website then, what makes a good website? Websites are the place for people to come and research you. We've got to have a few things on there. Number one, you want to be able to educate and inspire through your website. So putting things on there like blogs and video blogs, articles, if you've got that, that's the first main thing that you want to have. The second thing is you want to give people a really good insight into who you are, what your business is about, and help them to do some research on you, essentially provide a place for them to see and view your testimonials or depending on your industry, you may not be able to use testimonials. So you might talk about success stories and things like that, the kind of experience that people will have when they start to work with you. So if you can bring those things in, have an about me page, it gives somewhere for people outside of social media to come over and just go, oh, I've got a really good feeling for who this business is. I've got a really good feeling for who this person is. And it helps them to learn to trust you outside of a very noisy social media environment. You mentioned earlier that having 100,000 likes or followers doesn't necessarily result in sales. How do you measure 
the return on investment with the activities you do online? The first answer is money in the bank. We're all in business to make money. That's the first measure of success. But the way that we get that is by using social media to generate leads. What we want to do is have a way of connecting with people, giving people a piece of value. So, for instance, it might be an ebook, it could be a guide, it could be a checklist, a template, a video series, something that's going to help solve a problem for them. But they get that in exchange for their name and email address. So, They give you their name and email address. We generate the lead. That goes into our database. So we have a way of constantly being able to build relationships with people, not only through social media, but also through their email inbox. And then as we're building those relationships consistently through social media and through their email, we've got to have a way of offering a call to action, which results in them spending money with you. So either by buying your product or enrolling in a service or coming to your event, anything like that. And that's the bit that most people get really nervous about. It's like, oh, I don't want to sell on social media. Oh, I don't want to sell through their emails. I don't want to sell. That way, if you're not selling anything, if you're not offering a call to action, then everything that you're doing on social media is great for your ego. It's great for visibility, but it's not going to impact your bottom line. And I suppose it's fair to say that success doesn't happen overnight, that actually doing this activity online, it's a long-term game. Yeah, it really is. It's like with everything that we put up there, I call it value stacking. So we put one thing out there and it helps people get to know us. And then we put some more value out there. We put some more content out there. We show our face and we continuously show up in a way that is authentic, that is real that really shows people who you are, what you're about, what your business values are, what makes you different by putting this content out there. And 75% of people, from my experience, take a really long time to feel really safe and secure with the people that they're following before they'll hand over money. So this is where if 75% of people need between seven and 10 touch points with you, before even giving you their email address and before buying from you, then we've got 75% of people that we've got to be consistent with. So only 25% of people are going to buy really quickly. They're going to see you say, yes, 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 this is great, excellent, you know, shut up and take my money, I'm in. Only 25% of people who follow you will do that. So we've really got to look at our marketing as a way of being able to grow and build relationships and we've got to understand that most people are really slow to trust. If we're playing the long game and we know that with everything we put out there, people are getting to learn to know us, to like us, to trust us with our consistency in the way that we show up, then we build in that long game. The 25% of people that make those fast decisions, they will come through as well. So it's kind of like we're playing both games. That was social media strategist and author of Visible, Nicola Morass. This episode of Business Essentials Daily is produced by the team at Sound Cartel. Thanks for listening. I'm Nicole Goodman. We'll bring you more BE Daily tomorrow. Follow at BE Daily Podcast across social media and head to bedaily.com.au for more from the Business Essentials Daily Podcast. Sound Cartel.